Welcome, everybody, to episode 35 of Halfway to Heroes. Hey, everybody, what happened on episode 34 of Halfway to Heroes? I don't know why you ask for everybody, and it always gets thrown <laughs> to me. I, I don't <laughs> I know. Mean, I just, almost said, hey, Barry, what happened? It's, it's just like <laughs> natural, unless someone wants to take this over. Oh, you got it, man. But you know, so I remember we we made it to the school after a long journey. We got there. For some reason, we decided it would be much better to infiltrate the school <laughs> and break into try to surprise Wake instead of just walking in the doors and letting everybody know we were there. Um, I think it started as like, a, hey, just in case she's like an alien, we should sneak up on her. I don't think it and did. then I think it quickly turned into how fucking funny it would be if she slipped in some mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> I think it started off as a prank. You know, yeah, I, yeah think so. I think so. I think so. I think it did start off as a prank, and then Dustin mentioned or somebody mentioned like, yeah, she might be an alien, and everyone's like, yeah, 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 maybe, but also, <laughs> um, I do remember I rolled a super badass athletics check that was very unnecessary because someone had like a magic rope or something like that. Can't remember what it was. But we all got on top of the school. We all snuck in. And then I don't know what led me to that point, but we had the mask of many faces. And I put it on and made myself look like a freaking, uh, wow, I'm pulling a huge blank here, a mind flare, technically, dude. And we decided that it would be really funny to break in and scare Wake and then go running. And I think we were going to have mayonnaise for her to slip on when she came out the door. When we did. Two gallons. Yep. Um, you know, that went off without a hitch. She was talking to Gerundu and Tiana. 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 Yeah. See, I'm starting to, starting to get it now, Merlin. Uh, yeah. So we, we snuck in, busted through the door, and I, I screamed, like, ah, and then I ran. And she came out. They all slipped in the mayonnaise. <laughs> Except for Geron. Did he slip too? I don't remember if he even came out of the room. No, because Sean used his fucking magical rope and yanked the chair oh, that's out right. of Gerundos. <laughs> I forgot. So basically it was me and Ubo and Clyde who were in on this. And Merlin. And, Dustin and Merlin far, far away. Yeah, he was nowhere to be found. Although we convinced Wake it was his fault and his planning. Don't think she bought it, but. I'm still no, because Merlin uh, beat um, you all on contested uh, persuasion rolls or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She almost killed me. I remember that. But then I pulled <laughs> the mask off, and you know that would have been all kinds of bad. Um, and that was we spent a lot of time on that. I think that was like the beefy part of the episode. We we did, um, and that's why. Uh, yeah, I had. So so much planned for that episode, and it ended up being mostly uh, <laughs> mostly that big old prank, and I love that. Um, but then it did get into some uh, some more actual story focused stuff. But this is stuff that only Merlin knows at this moment, as Tiana took Merlin to the side, and oh, yeah, um, yeah, they went into your all's uh, old dorm room. Um, uh, still looked much like it did before, but maybe a couple more deer heads that Clyde somehow has been sneaking back onto the <laughs> wall. Um, but there was a few things that Tiana dropped. Um, uh, Merlin, you want to try to fill those in? I guess Dustin, not Merlin. You're Dustin right now, not Merlin. Trying to think, it was the uh, staff. She's looking for the staff of Scrimmore Academy. You're the grandson. 
Yeah, and I'm the grandson of what the founder? What's his name? Raffin. Well, I was going to say Rufius. <laughs> Raffin Scrimmel. Yeah. Those were the two big things. Um, she also has powers that she doesn't know where she got the powers from. I didn't ask uh, her how she found out about our grandfather, did I? Uh, she-, she found letters sent to your mom. Uh, it was your mom's dad, not your dad's dad. And uh, he had been writing letters to your mom, and your mom uh, kind of cut ties with him because she said, or in the letters, what Tiana pieced together was it looked like uh, she believed that Raffin was getting like obsessed with the war. And uh, so she kind of cut ties and, you know, moved to the farm with you and Tiana and kind of wanted a life away from all that. So uh, that's why she never told you all about Raffin being your grandfather. You Merlin found out a lot of stuff last episode. Uh, the staff she's looking for, Scrimmore staff, is um, apparently buried with Raff and Scrimmore that nobody knows uh, where his body was buried besides the, his family, which is now uh, you and Tiana know that his body was buried in the Skylight Woods, which is the woods separating Bright Bank and Flanderdash and... The staff apparently can uh, track and like triangulate where elder brains are. And uh, as far as her studies have determined, there is only one elder brain left on no dress. Well, sounds like we're going to the woods. I love that Dustin's feverishly taking notes at eight words per minute. <laughs> yeah, I hear it. <laughs> I, I hear it. <laughs> so much stuff. So yeah, sounds like sounds like we need to go to the woods. We ended with it being split with uh, Tiana and Merlin heading back to Wake's office. We'll uh, start episode thirty-five with uh, Merlin and Tiana entering back into uh, the room. I'm trying. Uh, there's one thing I'm trying to think. Uh, obviously, Merlin and Tiana's conversation lasted at you know at least a few minutes right what all would you have wanted to have been talking to wake about in those few minutes while they were gone uh, so i would have wanted to know what she told wake about the illithid like what did she see yeah what, what do you know to her? you know like what did what happened while she was there how'd she get back that kind of stuff She'd be able to... There were some things that Tiana left out because Tiana first wanted Merlin to find out about. But uh, Headmaster Wake could tell you... Um, so, I obviously, this is going to be the short version of it, but uh, Tiana did mention that she was initially taken by Jeremy. Jeremy later left, and she was watched over by some other illithid, and then... While she was planning her escape one day, uh, about a 10 day ago, they just let her go, uh, and told her to head to the school. So obviously she did. And from there, uh, we've been trying to stay up to date. We've been trying to send out the, the communications to all the different cities across Modras because now we know that not only is there one illithid, there are multiple Illithid on Modris, which means 
I I don't think this war is over. I think this war is maybe have been on a hiatus, but I I don't want there to be any kind of illusions that you all were pretty young when the war was going on. I want to make sure that you all know that we we were not winning that war. That that war was they were draining us. We were losing numbers. They were gaining numbers. And that's why 30 years ago when they all fled, it was such a... It was confusing, but obviously we all just rejoiced and were happy about the fact, but we were not winning that war. And I don't think we could win that war, especially now with our numbers dwindled and what they are now. If it comes to the way it was, I don't have high hopes. Well, that's uh, that's pretty comforting. <laughs> but uh, I mean, look, you know, I was I was born for this. I was I was created for this. So I get to finally fight and do what I was supposed to do. I mean, I, I'm here for it. Yeah, now, but now you're not just a throwaway bot, man. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna throw that in Merlin's face so hard. I would go back in there. But uh, we can say right there, uh, uh, the door opens and Merlin and Tiana come in. Yeah. Just so we can unite. Everybody. You hear that, Merlin? I'm not a throwaway bot. I'm going to square up in case shit pops off. <laughs> Are you defending? <laughs> yeah, that's I don't what know. I was going to ask. <laughs> I should have said, I'm not a throwaway bot. Right, Clyde? Right. Yeah, I don't know if I ever called you a throwaway bot. Oh, you specifically asked if I was. Wait, wait, okay. I don't know if he trash called you, but he asked if you were. He brought it up. He brought yeah. it up. Um, fucking but Steve or whatever his name was. The war is back on. So guess what? I'm back and I'm ready. I'm here to chew gum and kick ass. I'm all out of gum. <laughs> I don't think all trash can chew gum. So look. In all seriousness here, how many people have responded back and said that they're ready to fight from the other cities? Like, what kind of numbers are we talking? Saying they're ready to fight a fraction of it's mostly town guards now, um, some small militias that are it's it's nothing just like the school lost our funding. Town military. I mean, look around. Modris is at peace now. Well, did you reach out to? All the other towns, like my hometown and all of our hometowns? Yeah, but with Modris being at peace like it has been for 30 years now, everyone has been dispersing their military and kind of um, shifting focus to other areas like Glassburn, uh, focusing instead of on building Warforge. They're now pumping out different um, inventions and creations that are helping Modress worldwide, did you, but did you talk to Bergeron to see if he would restart production on more Warforges? Yeah, we know an elephant that can whoop some ass, but he <laughs> does wear a G string. His name's Larry. Well, I mean, every every capable fighter is obviously going to be welcome in the coming days. But um, yes, Bergeron's actually the first person I've reached out to. I know that Glassburn's kind of the hub for creating Warforge and uh, you know uh, creating different armaments for defending Modress, but. Even so, I it's it's not looking great from the responses I've been getting. A lot of people aren't taking me seriously. The ones that are are letting me know that you know they've only got a few dozen uh, fighting soldiers. 
Well, did you offer anything? Like, like what, Clyde? I don't fucking know. Like some mayonnaise? I don't know. Maybe like the orbs that you let get away before or something like that. Well, mayonnaise is very valuable. Yeah. Mayonnaise is very valuable. I edited that out. Oh, you did? It's in the outtakes. Uh, well, when canon. I say that, it's worth a couple of gold. <laughs> it's canon. It's canon. I mean, look, I, I mean, it's in their best interest to kind of fight if they want to survive. You and know, and I, keep I, peace. And I know that. And they know that. They really do. You tell them if they're not with us, they're against us. <laughs> I really am, you know, trying to motivate and hammer home how important this is. But a, a lot of people, the ones that are believing me and take me seriously, like I said, they don't have the numbers. Whatever the numbers they have, they're enthusiastically offering them to us. But a lot of a lot of towns just don't have those kind of numbers. And some have been, you know, answering back that two, four, Illithid, that's not a big deal. Obviously, okay. we know better that there's not just two to four. We obviously know that if they're back on Modris, it's only a matter of time before we start to see the sky light up. It's an evasion. It's it's going to be bad. I mean, we couldn't even stop one. Well, we'll just keep our little town safe then. And then whoever doesn't want to come help us, we can let them so- Illithid do their thing over there. What about, what, what about, like, I mean, I know we lost the orbs. And I know, you know... We didn't lose the orbs. They were stolen by Jeremy. We were, we were mind-effed. We are going to get them back. Until then, when we got the staff thingy that Merlin was talking about, like, what, why don't we go get that? Why don't we go find it? Wait a minute. Hold on. Pause for a second. What the fuck woods were we in when we ran into Jerundu and he was just saying, save her, save her. Were we in those woods? Yeah. So we were already by... So she was probably looking for the grave with Jerundu. So, okay, let me ask you this, Tiana. What kind of progress did you make before you got all abducted and stuff? You know, were you on the right track? Did you know where the grave was? Like, what did what you figure out? I mean, the woods are pretty big. They're not enormous, but we were, we started on the east side of the path and just started scouring those woods. And it wasn't one, we were, we only camped out one night. It was that next morning when we woke up that we were attacked by some grails. I don't know if you've ever heard of grails, but... Nope. Bear grails? Uh, gre- uh, you all would have <laughs> heard of grails. They are like um, illithid, like creation pet things, kind of like dogs. But they're uh. like brains that have beaks. There are brains <gasps> with beaks on them that have tentacles flowing we down. find one and keep one and tame it. And uh, so we, we fought some grails. I uh, thought that was the worst of it. Followed where the grails came from. That's where we found the uh, the Illithid ship, and that's where we found Jeremy. So do you do you have any, like, did your family ever pass down any info, or was there ever anything in the letters that, like, was a, you know, kind of like a, a hint towards what you might find? Is it a marked grave? Like, you know, do you have any info whatsoever? It is going to be a marked grave somewhere in those woods. So we don't know if it's on the east side of the path or the west side of the path. But, I mean, we can we can scour those woods. We can track those woods. That's not going to be a problem. It might take us a few days to find the burial ground. 
but we'll find it. It's not like they just left his body, you know, unmarked and nothing around. There's going to be something. We just need to find it. I mean, I maybe think maybe they put him in like a pod, you know, that grew a tree. It could just be under a tree. I mean, no. you know, those those tree pods. I've never heard of those this. yet. Well, that'll do about Merlin, that, Merlin, I told you about tree pods when you were 12 as a joke. They're not real, Merlin. I mean, I think our only option is to go for that staff now. It's not real. It can't hurt you. I mean, we might have one other option. What's that? And you just see Altrex lean over. And out of Ubo's bag, he pulls up a bottle. And he says, we have this. Oh, God. This is danger. <laughs> you want to rub it? I I mean... You can, you can rub it. I mean, do, do you know what this is? I know what you know what this Wake, is, but... Wake, Wake says... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not in my office, though. Let's do I it know, right now hey, in her office. Do not, hey, <laughs> Altrex, do not rub that in my office. I mean, look, let's I'm not going to rub bigger. it. It's Ubo's bottle. He's got to rub it. But, okay, Ubo, <laughs> let's get somewhere with some more space. Uh, that would just wreck my office. I mean, there's a chance yeah, we could get three what's wishes. Gonna what's going to happen? What's the worst that could happen? That Afridi could come out and be super pissed off and just fight us all i mean maybe we should go to the gymnasium or the auditorium and get the funky four and everybody together (laughs) in the gymnasium (laughs) auditorium i meant (laughs) i like this scene no gymnasium it's just a big basketball court (laughs) yeah that's what i pictured Uh, we could either go to the gymnasium or the auditorium where we have the the scrimmore dungeon um go to either of those we can play racquetball after. I mean, we could take a vote, but I want to open it. I mean, it sounds like everybody's wanting to open this bottle. Yeah, so let's just fucking do it. Let's let's fucking go for I'm it. I'm gonna get, get this will be my first uh sixty nine that I roll. Wait a minute, before we roll this, why don't we go shopping and load up on some stuff just to get prepared? Yes. Okay, so hey. I understand right now we need to weigh all the risk versus rewards. I agree. I think their Freedy bottle is actually worth the risk. Uh, either A, um, you get an Afridi fighting on your side, which we could very well use, or B, you could get some wishes. Uh, I could think of a few that could help us out. There is the risk of having to fight the thing, but I think with all of us together, I think that's going to be uh, manageable. But there's also another thing, uh, compensation for you all collecting the orbs. I know that the orbs have now gotten away. Obviously, we're still going to you know, be paying you for in school credits for the orbs. So we've got time for the bottle. If you want, I can round up the Funky Four. We can, you know, we can get ready if things pop off. And uh, in the meantime, while I'm doing that, you all could um, go and maybe try to stock up on health potions or something and just make sure we're ready. I think that's a good idea. Is is Daryl awake? Yeah, Daryl doesn't sleep, actually. Well, he does, but it's standing up. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? 
<laughs> I mean, let's let's just let's just do it. I think that's a smart idea. Oh, you guys want to go to Daryl? Yeah, let, let's go. Let's go to Daryl. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of Halfway to Heroes. We've got two sponsors for this week's episode. So first, let me say a huge thank you to Podcorn for sponsoring this week's episode. Podcorn. Do you have a podcast? If so, you need to go over to podcorn.com or click the link in the show notes below. Head over to Podcorn where you can set up an account in a matter of minutes. And it doesn't matter how large your podcast is. There will be a ton of opportunities for you to grab a sponsor because Podcorn and its wide variety of sponsors covers all sizes of podcasts, no matter how small or how large your podcast is. And it's super easy to use and super flexible. All you do is go on and browse through the different and various sponsors that they've got available. Pick one that you think would be a good fit for you and your audience. Send them over a pitch with a price point you're looking for. And then if they accept your pitch and your price point, they will get back to you where you will pick which way you want to promote them. That's right. There's a lot of different ways you can advertise on Podcorn. You can do mid-rolls like this. You could do pre-rolls. You can do guest interviews or giveaways or topical discussions. It is a super flexible and easy-to-use platform. So again, if you want to try your hand at Podcorn and get a lot of advertisers on on your show, no matter how large your podcast is, then head over to podcorn.com or click the show notes below. Have you ever heard of Drunkard's Walk podcast? If not, you need to go and check it out right now. Hosts Matt Hartman and Jethro Nolan journey from topic to topic throughout Wikipedia. The topics are all submitted by listeners on their social media, and then they interview the person that submitted the topic. Much like us here on all of our shows, they also may have a drink or two as they go, so things can get uh, pretty wild. You can catch them every single Tuesday on all of the various podcast platforms. That's right, you can catch them on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. They are currently in Season 2, so you've got a few episodes you can start to dive right into and get caught up on. Again, that is Drunkard's Walk. Go check them out wherever you download your podcast. And we'll let you get right back into this episode. So sorry that it is a shorter episode. Uh, we recorded for a full hour or a little bit over an hour, but because it was a uh, shopping episode, which we're about to get to, a lot of it ended up just getting edited out because that's how the shopping usually goes. Um, so we apologize. Next time we will try to get a full length episode for you all. Thank you all so much. Talk to you at the end of this episode before the outtakes. You all know exactly where Daryl is. I think Clyde knows. It is the uh, black and white spotted uh, minotaur. 
as soon as you walk in, he's still standing behind the counter. If you remember, behind him is this like shimmering blue gateway that whenever you all tell him what item he wants, he walks into the back behind that gateway and comes back with whatever items you're looking for. He's currently just standing up with his eyes closed, and then you hear... Hey, uh, oh. I'm going to slap hey, his horn. I'm going to slap his horn. <laughs> slap him away. <laughs> and he raises a cowbell and dings it. <laughs> Mark Cowbell. Oh, hey, guys. How can I help you? Hey, hey, Daryl. Uh, we come to do a little bit of shopping. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys have racked up quite a few credits, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Do we get a superior discount? Yes. 10% off, actually. Did Wake forget to tell you about that? If I spend more school credits than I have, will you take a little bit of gold on the side? Yes, that will work. Okay. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So, um, you all have about, like, what's the gold range you all have? Is it like 3,000, 4,000? I have 4,115. Because I have 4,000. Where'd you get 4,000 from? You had 2,000 earlier. Yeah, but we got 2,000 school credits. Oh, okay. So I got 6,000. So Alltrips, I think, gave 2,000 to everybody, right? From Brandon? Yes, because I had And then you all got 2,000 each school credits, uh, 1,000 for each uh, um, orb you have reclaimed. Um, So the range sounds like it's between like two to 4,000 gold. So you all let me know uh, what kind of stuff you you're looking at. So I mean, if if everybody if everybody's still looking for a second, I kn- I know what I want. I know what I want. All right, Cl- Clyde, you go ahead. All right. First off, Chama opening. Oh, that's hmm, that's actually my cowbell. <laughs> 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 no one's ever wanted my cowbell before. Oh, I want it. Okay, well, I mean, just look at this. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be five hundred gold pieces. I'll give you three. Okay, listen. I Daryl have actually played this chime before, so I mean, I think that's in of in and of itself kind of adds to the value, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you're right. I, two, two hundred. Roll a persuasion check. My persuasion is plus one. Sweet. 18. Mm. <sighs> Clyde, I like you. You slap my horns, and I respect that. <laughs> I'll do 400 gold for you. All right, I'll do 400. Next on the list. So wait, uh, chime of opening, this hollow metal cowbell... Uh, measures one foot long and weighs one pound. You can strike it as an action, pointing at an object within 120 feet of you that can be opened, such as a door lid or a lock. And the chime issues a clear tone, and the one lock is opened. Cool. Next. Uh, Darren's Instant Fortress. There, There's two of them. There's Instant Fortress and then Darren's Instant Fortress. Instant Fortress. Um, Darren's interest fortress. You can use an action to place this one metal cube, grows into a fortress, um, 20 feet on its side. It's a square. Oh, it's only 20 feet on each side, so it's not massive. Okay. Okay. Um, but it'll be enough to save our ass in a, yeah, it's still, (laughs) it's, it's still very good. Um, 
Oh, okay. Uh, he pulls out this one-inch metal cube. I know it doesn't look like much, but these things are actually... I mean, the dude's name was Darren, so that tells you how <laughs> special this is. Clyde, it's going to cost you 600 gold. I'll take it. Next on the list is Ghost Step Tattoo. He's got a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, well, uh, Clyde always spends all of his money and gets his money's <laughs> worth. Ghost Step Tattoo. Unearth Arcana. This tattoo shifts and wavers on the skin, parts of it appearing blurred. It has three charges and regains its charges at dawn. Um, as a bonus action, while it's on your skin, you can spend one charge. And for the duration, until the end of your next turn, you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing. You can't be grappled or restrained. You can move through creatures and solid <laughs> objects as if they were difficult terrain. So it turns you into a ghost, like your ghost daddy. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, I can um, I can ink you up real quick. Uh, it's going to be 500 gold again. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, what? Any preferences? Uh, my chest. My, my right. Uh, what what my, do you want it to look like? My right pecs. Like a, spook, like a smiley, like a spooky ghost. A spooky ghost. Like okay, a spooky ghost. He, he makes like a Pac-Man ghost <laughs> on your chest. <laughs> um, uh, okay, one more item. Okay, shit. <laughs> Necklace of fireballs. Oh god, let me see what that is. <laughs> Johnny's favorite spell. Fuck, you guys do have a lot of gold, don't you? Yes, we do. All right. I've got here. Let me. I'm gonna roll and see how many fireballs it has on this. Okay, so I rolled middle of the road. A road. It's got six, which is you know not too bad. I've got this necklace of fireballs. It has six orbs on it. <sighs> Since it's only got six, I'll sell it to you for five hundred gold. Mm, I bought my last one for four hundred. Did you have a necklace of fireball on Clyde? No, but this is how I negotiate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how many fireballs did it have on it? Seven. Oh, you got a pretty sick deal right there. <laughs> uh, you can um, roll me another persuasion check. Um, I, d I want you all to know, uh, like, if these go bad, it could go bad, and, like, Daryl can start to, like, this <laughs> five. Six. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, I gotta say, I mean, six six fireballs seems like a lot of fireballs. Um, yeah, I think we should stick at that price. All right. Uh, I'll just say, um, just for the sake of everybody, like from here on, if you roll a nat one on any persuasion roll, you're gonna do for like a price check. That price is gonna get, just get bumped up some. Um, who else is ready to go shopping? I'm ready. I'm good. I'm ready to roll. Yeah. I'm ready. All right. What can I do for you, Ubo? First, out of character, it says on Google that a turtle can't use armor, but they can use shields. Right? Okay. Is that right? Uh, Maybe. You want to <laughs> double check it for me? It'd be hard to armor a Before we break turtle, the game, man. I'm getting a shield. I mean, you can get a shield no matter what. 
Yeah, plus shield plus three. Can I afford this? Oh, that would be fucking wild. You'd have 22 armor class. 22? Um, what? Wouldn't you? It's 17 now, so I'd have 20. Well, it's a plus three shield, so a shield's plus two. Does it add stack like that? Yeah, so it's a, pl- a shield's plus two, and then a plus three <laughs> shield would be plus five. <laughs> there we go. Let me see. Uh, anyone can put on a suit of armor or strap a shield to the arm. Only those proficient in the armors you, you know how to use them effectively. Um, shield proficiency is noted in armor proficiencies. So see if you're proficient in the shield. Oh, it says shields. You are? Light armor, medium armor, and shields. <laughs> what 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 do you want the shield to look like? It's just a little wooden shield. (laughs) (laughs) Make it like this big. Yeah, it's very small. He pulls out this little wooden shield. He says, all right, now, I know it doesn't look like much. There's actually this magical barrier around it that is kind of like it's expanding to much larger, like a tower shield. This is, however, going to be pretty pricey, Ubo. How much is it? This shield here is going to be 35 gold pieces. 3,500 gold pieces. Right, 35? I'll take it. 3,500 gold pieces. I guess I'll take it. I'll take it. So I have like 600 gold left. Jeez. 22 armor class. No one's going to fucking hit you. Hey, that's what I have. Welcome to the club, Ubo. <laughs> but you're a paladin. You're supposed to have high armor <laughs> class. He's a fucking artificer. <laughs> Sweet. All right. I know what I want. Well, first of all, here, we'll just get this out of the way. I, I, I know. I know, Daryl, that I, I want to get one of these absorbing press-on tattoos. Oh, yeah. What, you, uh, what are you looking for? Um, I want... It's the eight ball. I want a silver... Let's see. Eight ball. I like the idea of the eight ball. <laughs> I want a silver eight ball on my right peck. Or like metal thing here. <laughs> next uh next to uh, Sloppy Joe right there. Put some <laughs> put some flames put some flames around Floppy Joe. Put make some flames them look coming cool. up it. Okay. Yeah. An eight ball of flames. There you go. So Nothing's... those absorbing tattoos are fifteen hundred gold. Is that with uh, the hey. discount? If you want to roll for a discount, remember if you get uh if you roll a one, the price is gonna go up. Uh here we go. Ready? Yeah. Bam, eighteen. Eighteen. All right, you know what? I've had this uh <laughs> I've had this eight ball one for a while now. No one really wants it. It looks sweet, I'll take it. I'll I'll give it to you for twelve hundred gold. Alright, that's fair. I'll I'll do that. I'm gonna go ahead and pay you for that one here. And the uh the only other thing that I know that I want. Um I want looks like you got a Onatar signet in there. Yeah, the ring has the symbol of Onatar on it while wearing it. The ring follower has a plus one to all spellcasting modifiers and saves. I made that just for you, yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take that off your hands. All there. right, that's going to be 600 gold. How about 500? All right, go ahead and roll again. This one's going to be a one. Nope, nine. Nine. No, I, I mean, that's, I mean, look at it. You could smelt this thing down and the gold alone would be worth 600. You're right. Look, I I really want to fight this genie. So here you go. Here's six hundred. 
All right, Merlin. Yeah, I see you got this legendary ring of uh, spell vulnerability. How much is that? Jesus, a legendary? Legendary ring. Well, it says very rare, but it's it's called legendary ring of spell vulnerability. <laughs> I gain plus three bonus to my spell DC save. You gain plus three to your bonus to your spell it's save. It's not DC. too big, you know? Ring. All right, I've got this ring. It's got a unicorn horn on it, and so not a lot of people have been buying it. Um, so I can part with it for twelve hundred gold. Well, not many people want it. I just, what about a thousand gold? Would you take that? Uh, go and roll a, a thing for it. Yeah, no, no. Okay, how much? No, I mean I know not a lot of people have, but I've already bumped it down. All right, so Dustin, you've got that. You, I know you've got a little bit more gold to spend. Sean, what are you getting for your other item? The ever-smoking bottle. Oh, Dustin's got one of those, too. Yeah. There we go. Isn't there some, like, cool, like, turtle shell stu- stuff? <laughs> cool turtle, like... Um, ever-smoking bottle. That will be, Sean... 300. 300, yeah. You want to just grab it for 300? Yeah. Okay. And Dustin, you got another item you want? Yeah, I linked it. Um, so let me know, press. Yeah, I see that ring of uh, Eldridge Empowerment. That looks pretty sweet. Yeah, while you're attuned to this, Eldridge Blast deals an, an amount of damage equal to your Christmas modifier, and the range is extended by 150 feet. Uh, and it comes with a charge to cast Hex. So instead of just my Charisma modifier, it's double my Charisma modifier. Yeah. My, my, my fire. You know what I'm talking about. You can, uh, I can part with this for, again, 1,200 gold. All right, all right, that's, that's fair, I'll take it. All right, can I get back to sleeping standing up now? Yeah, I believe that's gonna do it for us, uh, I think we're finished, yeah. Till next time, buddy. You sleep good. So heading back to the auditorium, you now see that Wake did indeed gather up the entire Funky Four. No Wake, gymnasium. Include in the gymnasium, sorry. I forgot we're going gymnasium. Wake says to you all, All right, so I assume we're ready, Ubo. Yep, pop the bottle. Let's Are we gonna do this? Let's do this. I've been waiting for this. All right, Ubo. Pull the cord. Go ahead and rub it. Who wants to rub it? You got to rub, gotta it, rub it, man. Okay. It's all yours. Yeah, I think. Yeah, this is Ubo, terrible I idea. No rub way. it with your turtle palms. No, Are you guys ready good. to roll like a two? I'm going to roll it. DM's going to roll it. We got if you roll a one, If you roll between a one and five, I quit. All right. <laughs> I, I, I rub the lamp three times. Uba rubs the lamp centrally three times. And you see this cloud of fiery red smoke start to pour forth from the tip of the, the spout of the lamp. I'm getting my fortress Shit. out. <laughs> <laughs> the Afridi, this towering being 20 feet tall, about 10 feet wide, rippling with muscle, flame licking off of his head, scimitar drawn out, looks down at Ubo and says... So what's so what's so what's the deal here? Like what's uh <laughs> Is he from New York? 
So you got you got something to fight or what what's what's happening here? No, we're just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Eve rolled a forty nine, which means for one hour <laughs> Uvo can just command him to do whatever. <laughs> Doesn't he go back in the bottle? Like he keeps it? No. He after an hour he goes back into the bottle and then Ubo can use it two more times in battles. Okay. And he'll pop out and just help Ooh. the next two times. Okay. Did you guys want to have a dance party with this genie? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'll just command him to dance. My spidey flops are also my dancing shoes. Does he have magic abilities that he can use for you? Just like firewall and his attack abilities. So he can't like find magical hidden things or anything like that. Oh, you know? tell him to tur- tell him to like dance floor on fire. <laughs> no. <laughs> School burned down, dude. <laughs> Isn't it all so? We're going to end this episode with a big dance off. Just want to have a dance party. Challenge him to game a game of one on one. Game of horse. Uh, yeah, let's play basketball. <laughs> I mean, Wait, let's play naked. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's see how good his skills are. <laughs> it's like fucking Space Jam. And <laughs> he looks like the, the big, big red giant red dude in Space Jam. I quit. And, <laughs> and it's 1v4. I just reach uh, behind the bleachers and pull out a basketball and start spinning it on my finger. <laughs> fucking uh, Quickness of Turtle pulls out a water bottle that says special sauce and starts fucking down in it. <laughs> we'll fucking end the episode there. <laughs> Hey again, everybody, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Adam DeWeese here. Thank you all so much for checking out this week's episode of Halfway to Heroes, and a special thank you to all of our current patrons. So thank you so much, Talking Anime with Mitch, Tiana H., The Lawful Stupid Podcast, Robert C., Ryan P., Bradley Mitchell, Brittany D., Danny T., Jason Prevat, Jeremy Fair, Loki Strike, Weaver S., Zoltar, Bay Area Beer Socials, Danny M, Jurundu, Jean Lorber, Remus S, and Jorian Drake. Hey, you all are keeping this show and our other show, One Shot Onslaught, rolling. Head on over to patreon.com slash one shot onslaught or bit.ly slash halfway to Patreon or click the link in the show notes below and you can uh, head over to our Patreon page and contribute as little as $1 a month to our shows and that $1 a month will go so far for us. I guarantee it and also get you a lot of really cool bonus content um one thing that i think is very cool that it gets you is the ability to play in one shots with us uh at least once a month i usually do honestly two or three a month and that is over on our twitch channel i do a lot of one shots with our patrons over there 
so you can come play one shot with me, uh, join our Twitch stream. Uh, we stream on twitch.tv slash one shot onslaught. If you're not following us there, go ahead and give us a follow because we have got a ton of really cool content on that channel. We just yesterday started a new series called Modra's Bloodsport Association or the NBA where me and Jerundu are co-DM slash commentators and it is... Um, a cycling, rotating cast of players as they attempt to take on our arena of random encounters that we come up with. Last episode was about an hour ago as of me recording this right now. It was our first episode, and holy moly, I had high hopes for the show, and it went even better than expected. You're going to want to check that one out every single Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. As well as every single Thursday at 7.30 Eastern, I do solo rolling where I play Dungeons Dragons all by myself with no DM. Try not to die. Try to rely on my chat to save me every single time. And this coming Friday, we have got a very special adventure where we are doing Night of Fright Part 2 where Steven Pankotai is going to be DMing for us his uh, Scooby-Doo Adventure One-Shot Part 2. Uh, he DM'd for us his first part of this series, and it was absolutely amazing, and I cannot wait for this second part. Again, that's over at twitch.tv slash one-shot onslaught or bit.ly slash halfway to Twitch, I think works. Maybe. We'll see. Or you can click the link in the show notes below and give us a heart. I've got a goal of getting 500 follows on that Twitch channel by the end of 2020, which is going to be very hard to get, but I think we can do it. And if you want some really cool merchandise from our Majessa Goose network, you can head over to MajessaGoose.com slash shop. It has a ton of really cool gear there you can grab. And last but not least, if you haven't yet, you should head over and join our Discord, bit.ly slash halfway to Discord. We all hang out there daily and chat about our day, chat about different tabletop systems, video games. Uh, we play Among Us a lot now with a bunch of different people in our Discord because it's a ton of fun. Uh, so yeah, head over and join that link. Again, it's in the show notes below, and we would love to see you there. And I will now let you all get to these outtakes. Uh, again, sorry that it was a shorter episode. Uh, had a lot get edited out while we were shopping. We will be back with a full-length episode next time. Bye, buddy. Yeah, we know an elephant that can whoop some ass, but he does wear a G-string. <laughs> His name's Larry. He wasn't an elephant. He was an elephant. <laughs> he said elephant. <laughs> Johnny said, I know an elephant that yeah. can kick some ass. <laughs> oh, I thought you said elephant. I was like, he was it an elephant. It sounded like he said elephant. <laughs> um. Hang on. Are we going by fucking like actual D&D rules where Adam rolls for the fucking bottle? Or yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot for I bottle. roll for it. Oh, yeah. shit. Wait, can we see your rolls? Yeah, yeah indeed. Let me make sure you Hang guys on. can see my rolls. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to do a roll one, two. Oh, wait a minute, like before this. you roll this. I don't like this. Okay, you guys could see that roll, right? Yeah. Before. Oh like my this. god. That's uh, not the roll, is it? No, I rolled a 1d2. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't like this. Sure he said, this? oh my god. Man, we're like 35 episodes in and I still can't remember. We hit the record button. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk.